Hello everyone, I am Marcibel and this is the Marcibel Podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Marcibel and welcome to yet another episode of the Marcibel Podcast. This episode represents the concluding interview with Bola, where we've been talking about the relationship between African-Americans and Africans. Specifically in this episode, we get down to the nitty-gritty of what the future could be like for both Africans and African-Americans. We also throw some suggestions in forging a better relationship between us as Africans and also African-Americans. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to hearing from a lot of you. Uh, enjoy the show then. It's easier said than done, though. You know how they say you can take a horse to the river, but you can't force it to drink? Mm. It's easier. Trust me, if 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 I have the opportunity to talk about my culture in Africa as a whole, mm-hmm. to debunk all like the myths that the um, American narrative yeah. created, I, I could go on and on. I could do that. All right? And I try to do that for like the few that I, that I come across. Mm. But it's like when they start to talk, you... They even they start to realize how much they don't know and how far they are from home. Mm. Right. You know, not not literally, but they start to get a sense of how disconnected they are. You know, when you start to tell them, Oh, you know, in Africa because there's it's it's two thousand and eighteen, there are still people who believe that Africa is just dirt road, like it's just dirt, mud and, no. and I'm like Come on. <laughs> like, it's not all dirt road, you know? It's like, if you go to Africa, I had to Google, like, Lecky, Banana Island, and they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, you mansions in Africa? What? I mean, Africa oh, is Africa is really huge. Houses. Africa like, is a continent with more than 50 countries in that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, let's move beyond the media portrayal of what African Americans are like and what Africans are. And having conversations on both sides of the story. Like, you know, like growing up, typically you see African-Americans depicted on TVs in acts of violence or portrayed as the bad guys. Within 30 minutes of, you know, of of the show, they've already arrested like maybe two black people. And (laughs) our heroes growing up on TV, they were certainly like white, like Sylvester Stallone in Rambo. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until maybe... 2004 when you know Wesley Slipes came up as Blade but oh, yeah. it was just oh, him yeah. I couldn't think of a black superhero until very recently when Black Panther came about and I think yeah. like as we need to be we need to keep telling our stories and having conversations across board we cannot rely on how media portrays us as either African Americans or Africans there's so many parts of Africa I can't even I can barely scratch the surface about you know Africa so I think this is where I think African Africans can also help yeah, in in helping yeah. African Americans stay connected, especially those that are interested in doing that. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think another another suggestion I would you know throw out there would be even African Americans they can also think about investing in Africa because a better Africa is a is a better both not just for Africans but African Americans. You know, um, investing in Africa to to become a little bit more developed as a whole. I mean, we do yes. have a lot of countries yes. in Africa that are doing a lot, you know, better than other countries. Better, you yeah. Know. But, you know... Um, but, it, but, it's a, but it's a stretch. It's a stretch. And the reason why I'm saying this is a stretch is because, see, they, you have to start from, I don't know, it, it's kind of like trying to nurse a baby yeah. to adulthood. Yeah. 
when it comes to trying to educate like the African American because see, some of them think they know, but they don't realize they actually don't know. And they're, yeah, I bet you, out of like let's say five African Americans, three or four of them think that white people started slavery. Mm. You know, and it's like as an African person. I have to sit there and be like, okay, I really, really want to join in your fight. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I know the truth, okay? Yeah. White people didn't start slavery. And I've read so many books. And I, I'm pretty sure you're aware of this too. You do know that some African kings sold. Sell, yeah, yeah. Like, some of, like their enemies. Yeah. Uh, you know, people they didn't like. Slavery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people that from like foreign tribes. Yeah. You know? Well, he's, and you've heard of, you know, those uncles who sold their, like, cousins and nephews into yeah. slavery just for money and mirror. We've heard that story. And calories and, and animals and, and things like that, yes. Animals and, yes, all that stuff. See, but the thing is, a lot of them don't know this. They just think that white people came and they were like, oh, we're going to take all African people because we're so lazy. We can't even do our own jobs, whatever. Yeah. You know, I've heard stories like that, but it's like, no, um, actually, you know, in the Yoruba tribe, I don't know. Uh, do you do you follow like the Yoruba legends and Fisheton? You know, Fisheton, I know right? Fisheton now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she had so many servants. Okay. Oh yeah, she was a merchant, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she has. So I mean, I don't like to call them slaves. I really don't. But she had way too many servants, mm. and Africans and like even Arabs were into slave trade before the white people moved to Africa. So slavery is not a white thing. And it's not even like I hate white people, no. I just don't like when they give that, that like, title to white people. Only. And I said, yes. And I said, maybe, do you think that the fact that you guys make, make them feel this way, you give them the master, the colonizer title, do you perhaps think maybe that's why they feel superior to you guys Mm. because the majority of them go around thinking they enslaved half of the world Mm. they're the first ones to do it i don't feel that way like okay it's been done before so don't feel special (laughs) you know what i mean yeah black Mm. enslaved blacks the arabs did it you guys were just late in the game and the way y'all did yours was very animalistic and barbaric that's why we're still hanging on to it yeah. Well, that's that's certainly deep. Another thought I just wanted to throw out there as well would be, you know, I think as Africans, we need to be a little bit more patient mm-hmm. because, um, like, you know, most Africans here in the U.S., they worked extremely hard to get here. And once yes. we're here, we push ourselves to, you know, even work harder. And then mm-hmm. if you have kids, you push them to be top in class and, you know, do very well and get good jobs. And mm-hmm. as a whole, Africans are one of the most um, highly educated immigrants in the U.S., mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of them end up working in the health industry and they have higher paying jobs and they do better than the average Americans. Unfortunately, yeah. most Africans expect African-Americans to ascribe to this philosophy in a horrid fashion without an intersectional understanding of African-Americans and their history in the context of the American society. So this yeah. is just a call to encourage Africans to be a bit more patient as, you know, as we're trying to even understand our differences and connect to our similarities. It's not just going to be very quick for them to get it. It's not. It's not. But it also goes both ways. It's not. It's, it's going to, like, take a while for them to understand that. And I think me, because I know that now they're, like, pushing forward yeah. to make more movies about African kings 
So I think that would probably open the door of knowledge to a lot of African Americans. I agree. I'm like, I'm, I'm really excited when they like push for these things, you know, because this is what I've noticed. The reason why we Africans tend to be a little bit knowledgeable. Number one, yeah, we're Africans. Mm-hmm. Like we're from like the motherland, so it's it, we we know. Mm-hmm. Number two, so we're willing to pick up that book and read. Yeah, and then maybe ask questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, the thing is, I've met some people because they're like, "Oh, why do you know so much?" Um, I pick up a book and read. <laughs> oh, but and and some of them argue, which is true. They argue like, "How do you know the content?" It's true, you know, which is arguable because if you look at the American society, everything has been diluted. All the information, the narratives, everything has been diluted. And my thing is, sometimes even if you don't want to pick up the book or even if you don't believe in the content, I think that you can do a lot of research. Yeah. Ask questions, go to the library. Do That's Google. You will find everything on Google. You know, watch movies. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even go to the African and ask them questions, you know? And I commend the blacks because trust me, there are some videos out there that just makes me feel so proud. Like, oh my God, I'm so proud to be, I'm not even African-American, but I'm so proud to be black right now. Mm, Because like their level of being awoke inspires me. But there's some people that I like to call sleepwalkers like fake woke people fake woke people are not knowledgeable and there are a lot of fake woke people on social media you know and there was an instance where i I always find myself on this platform where this famous person i don't know if you know her shikana i don't know if you know her shikana no i don't okay okay well she's like a hairstylist okay. like T.I.'s hairstylist mm. so I think she had like an incident where she ran into some Africans and she made like an Instagram video talking about oh this African don't like us mm-hmm. this African and a lot of people supported her so it became like a huge argument on social media well, the Africans were going back and forth with the African Americans, and I'm telling you, I spent like I think I spent my entire day, yeah. even though I'm so ashamed, trying to correct people's ideology of the typical African. You know, oh yeah, the CNN always like CNN praises them all the time, but they would never put a black kid who was shot on TV. Mm-hmm. CNN- you know, and it's like, oh, wow, wow, that's how you feel? Wow, that's how you feel about Africans? Mm-hmm. You know, when they post us on TV, because it's true, they do, like, if a Niger- which is mostly Nigerian kids. Yeah. Like, when a Nigerian person gets accepted to, like, colleges, you will see it on the news, mm-hmm. you know? So I kind of did learn a little bit, too. Like, I had to be sensitive and, like you said, patient. Patient, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, it only made me want to research why. Because I think I'm starting to notice this. Other races would rather share their space with you yeah. if you're African than if you're African American. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah. I think that they're more, more willing to be open to you. Yeah. And I don't know why. Is it because they feel like we're obedient? I don't know. Or is it feel like is it is it because they feel like we're more educated, we're more logical? 
we most we are more likely to stay out of trouble. Yeah, than that's a lot to uh, think about. Yeah, it is a lot. Trust me, I stay awake and think about all those things. I yeah, do. but I'm, I I'm, do. I'm very I'm very hopeful about the future. I, like movies like Black Panther, I've heard so much about it. Even looking at um, people just going out there and having parties and talking about because Africa for a while. Years. I love that so much. I like that. I wish we could have that every day and not just you know a one time. Let's get excited but let's keep that narrative going on like with yeah. actual translating that interest to actual involvement in africa as a as a dream as a place where they can always go back to whatever parts they're interested in and visiting and investing in and you know a little bit of just connection try for them anyways oh yeah i mean i want to be proactive in the community i really want to yeah. but it's like hmm and that's why sometimes i just go on this platform that i because when i go there and i see okay there's people like me yeah Oh, nice. we can all get to share experiences. We can all get to, you know, exchange culture, teach each other. But it's like sometimes it's just so much negativity and it ruins the whole thing. Yeah, and then you it does. find out that there, there's certain people who don't want to move past the narrative. Yeah. The, the African-American narrative. They don't want to move past it. Mm. And as an African, I have to be like, okay, do they have a right to be angry all the time? Mm. You know, and for the sake of argument, sometimes to prove my point, I think sometimes I come out very harsh, but it's not really harsh. And I gave this example yeah. to one of the, to a lady on this platform before I got kicked out. I said, if you look at Africa, Niger- I'm going to use my country like Nigeria. I use Nigeria as an example. Yeah. I said, if you look at Africa, and there are actually some Nigerians on that platform too. I said, if you look at Nigeria, for example, yeah, do you know why we are very smart? I said, we don't have money, but do you know why the average Nigerian is educated? And she goes, because y'all love school. Like she used the M word, like the mother lover word. Oh, I like, see. Because y'all love school. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, that's not the reason. I said, if if Africans or Nigerians have the opportunities you guys have, I'm pretty sure a lot of us won't go to school, right? Mm. Okay. And I told her, I said, the reason why we are innovators in that country is because we have a crappy, like unstructured society where they're the one percent believe in corruption and not investing Mm. that money back in its people. Mm. I said, so the average Nigerian goes to bed at night and think of what they could develop, what they could make or do to survive yes okay yeah so education is it and education is one of them and the thing is in nigeria we have this perception like if you're educated you you will be respected in a society which is true yeah the more educated you are the more respect you get and you might not necessarily get opportunities but trust me it's better than not being educated yeah you know but they didn't understand that you know, I had to sort of like go above and beyond. And I said, when we eventually get the opportunity to come here, yeah, we don't settle for majors like interior design no. or like you're either a doctor, nurse, so, engineer, or nothing, or no, even pharmacist. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you can either be a doctor, lawyer, nurse. And the reason is because why I live the struggle, spend so much money. That your family probably suffered to put together to send you here, yeah. To to sort of like invest it in something that's not going to generate a revenue, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we come here and become doctors, it's not like we like school like that. When we come here and earn like four degrees, it's because we have a lot of mouths to feed. There are a lot of people that we, we have to pay forward to, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then we go back home and build. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell you, it's like interesting when you have these conversations. It's very interesting. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on that. I mean, we've talked a lot, talk, talked a lot about that. Well, before we do final thoughts, let's go to the Mardi Gras section okay. of the podcast. Now, for those that are listening to the podcast for the first time, Mardi Gras section is um, an idea that I got from a set of table napkins that was purchased from Walmart. And they have some questions on them as icebreaker topics that you could use with your dinner guest. But I decided to just use that on my podcast instead. And the question Bola has chosen is this. Bola, you're a world traveler. What's your next stop? I would love to go to Tibet. Tibet? Mm, yeah, why? yeah. The monks? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go there. Why? Why? I don't know. I'm obsessed with their culture. I'm obsessed with their culture. And I think if I'm not mistaken, let me see. Let me see. I don't know how far they are to Mongolia because, or how similar. I mean, I don't want to sound really ignorant, but I'm so ignorant <laughs> about their culture. You know? But but I just love, oh my, I love them so much. I watch a lot of documentaries about them. Yeah. I love their food. I've never had their food, but I love their food. But it's, and it seems like it's a country of so much peace. I mean, next to, I mean, maybe after Bhutan. Yeah. After Bhutan is like very green country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard of the, the monasteries in Bhutan. The mo- Like, they have the monastery yes. monasteries. Yeah. I have a friend that really wants to go there. Look. Yeah. Hook me up with your friend. Maybe oh, really? Can- <laughs> you guys can have fun. Maybe we can all go together because I just... Anyway, so um, good luck with visiting um, Tibet or Tibet. I don't know. But it's it's southwest of China, by the way. It's very close yeah. to India. I think Nepal and um, Burma and Bhutan, you know. Yes. Yeah. All right, good, good. Um, anyway, so we've we've talked a lot about stuff today. We we started yeah. with your yeah. your Facebook post that kind of initiated this, and then we moved yeah. to African Americans and African, and you know just how we can begin to understand that there are differences between us, and that difference is more psychological and more than it is physical. You know, and and this is just uh, you know our opinions. They don't necessarily reflect the views of you know other Nigerians or Africans at large. But I would like to safely say there's an interest there in us getting to know each other better, and also finding ways we can you know um, better the narrative and not buy into the stereotypes of you know African Americans being a certain way or Africans being a, a certain way. I think at the end of the day, we should always remember well, they're like our long lost cousins. And what we can do as Africans is, you know, embrace them, especially those that are really interested in connecting to the motherland, embracing yes. them and helping them feel that connection that is so we want. Do you have any final thoughts, Bala, before we No, I that? actually agree. I think this is actually a really good, good um, platform. Yeah. And I would absolutely love to do more of this. This is yeah. my first time doing this, by the way. Oh, really? Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's just fun. And I'm, like, very happy that you saw that and meant something to you. And you invited me on your podcast. Thank well, you for that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And, you know, keep, you know, doing what you're doing and keep helping us tell better stories of who we are as Africans. Perfect. 
And hopefully, maybe the next time I have you on this show, we'll have you know something even more exciting and more positive to you know talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I really, really appreciate you being here, Bola. Problem anytime. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, um, Small Life America in Iowa. I don't know what that's like, but I'm guessing you're loving it, given your introverted yeah, status. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been living Nothing there for? Happens, but I love it. Nothing happens. I, is this gonna be? Nothing. Is it gonna be it for you? Because you went from New York to Iowa. I mean, I know it's like a big jump. I know that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know what? Well, now that we're talking about it, it's funny because I'm starting to miss New York already. Like I need people. You know, because it's like there's not many of them. Why not? The Why not? Town. An introvert yeah. missing people while wow, the day. I know it's weird. <laughs> Weird. Because, see, I've been, like, in isolation for so long. And every now and then, you need to come out. Maybe if I go to New York and I'm like, oh, my God, too many people. Yeah, I may come back, back yeah. under my rock, you know. Yeah. But I'm always going to move around. I'm always going to move around. Yeah. I don't even think this is my last destination. I just like moving around. How long have you been so, there for? I've only been here for maybe, like, four months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I told my job that I'll be here for, like, maybe maybe three or five years. And after that, I'm going to my next destination. Maybe Tibet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bola. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Morsible Podcast. We just had Bola, and we talked about a lot of stuff. If you like this content, please don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. If there are any particular questions or topics you'd like for us to cover, please let me know in the comment section. And um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and leave as many comments as possible. Um, talk to you guys soon. I remain your host, Mo Sibel. <laughs> <laughs>